What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies The Invisible Man and The Devil all the time. But first, let's talk about the movie The Invisible Man. Here's a quick synopsis. Cecilia Cast has finally escaped from her toxic relationship when her boyfriend, thought to be dead, has found a way to become invisible and ruin her life. The problem, no one in Cecilia's life believes her and thinks she has gone totally insane. This is one of the most successful films of the year so far. It's also one of the highest grossing movies of the year so far. And I think all of that credit belongs to Elizabeth Moss. This is the year Elizabeth Moss is going to get her first Oscar nomination. It would be insane if she didn't. She's so good in this film and also in the movie Shirley, which I also did a podcast on. So check out that podcast if you want to hear my thoughts on that performance. This is the year Elizabeth Moss gets an Oscar nomination. It has to happen this year. It should have happened for her performance last year in the film Her Smell. This is one of the best actresses working in it. I don't think this movie works with another actress. I think Elizabeth Moss's performance uplifts this movie. I think this is a really good movie, but Elizabeth Moss makes this one of the best movies of 2020, period. Like, it's going to be in that discussion at the end of the year as one of the best films in 2020. There are two other performances in this movie, however, that I really did enjoy. Aldous Hodge is terrific in a supporting role in this movie. He's set to appear in the film One Night in Miami, which is the directorial debut of Oscar-winning actress Regina King. So I'm excited to see that movie. He's so good in The Invisible Man. He has really good chemistry with Elizabeth Moss in this film. And then you have... Storm Reed, who I'm a big fan of. She plays Zendaya's younger sister in the HBO show Euphoria. She's great in this movie, and she's set to appear in the James Gunn film The Suicide Squad. So there are big things again for Storm Reed. I think there's a big commonality between the horror films that are super successful nowadays, and The Invisible Man shares that commonality. It's about something more than just being afraid. This is a horror movie that's really about what it's like to exit an abusive relationship like it's hiding as a horror movie but it's about something it's about a human being it's about real life problems the way that a quiet place is about how life is like when you start a new family like these movies that are super hits that are horror movies are about something more than the creature or the thing that's scaring you it's about real life fears i think the director of this film lee winnell does a good job with the twists and turns of the plot as an audience member you can never be comfortable watching this movie you never know what's going to happen next it keeps you on your toes which is again another thing great horror does i thought the first half of the invisible man was really good but when i thought it really started to pick up was at the second half there's a particular scene that i'm thinking about that i won't spoil where i thought wow this movie just became great and elizabeth moss took it over the second half of the movie they let elizabeth moss do elizabeth moss things and she completely carried the film i thought the first half was all about the character and the plot and then the second half was really about how this movie is special. I mean Elizabeth Moss was doing things that were as scary as the 
the Invisible Man was himself. I mean, that's a commonality in these performances about Elizabeth Moss is that she's a little bit frightening at times in movies like Her Smell. She is scary. I mean, this isn't her first horror film. She was in the film Us. I find that interesting. But it's her first real mainstream lead performance. She carries this film. And that second half is super special. I thought she really brought it for the second half of the movie. I thought the first half was really good. But the second half is what makes this movie different than other horror films. Because their lead actress brought something special to the second half of this movie. Something that I think is getting mostly ignored. We talk about all the time how most movies are not making a lot of money unless they are superhero movies. But I think there's another genre that's really thriving in theaters today. And that's horror films. The Invisible Man made $134 million. A boatload of money. And it would have made more if COVID-19 had not happened right as this movie was a month into theaters. This movie would have made a ton more money. So look at the successful horror films right now. Since Get Up, you have Get Up, A Quiet Place, Hereditary, Us, and now The Invisible Man. All the horror films in the last few years have been making a ton of money at the box office. And think about the names that have been starring in these movies. Get Up, you have Daniel Kaluuya. A Quiet Place, you have John Krasinski. Hereditary, you have Tony Collette. Us, you have Lupita Nyong'o. And now with The Invisible Man, you have Elizabeth Moss. Big time movie stars are either joining these movies or becoming movie stars stars by starring in these films. John Krasinski doesn't have to join the MCU to become a big time movie star anymore. No, he made his own horror film and now he's basically a household name. Yes, we all know him from The Office, but movie wise, A Quiet Place is the biggest thing that guy has ever done. A lot of people discovered Daniel Kaluuya because of Get Out. Elizabeth Moss has starred in TV shows like The West Wing, Mad Men, and The Handmaid's Tale. Of course, she's a household name in television, but for movies, her biggest film right now is, of course, The Invisible Man. It's the most successfully financial film she's been in. It's a blockbuster hit. It is going to turn her into a movie star in most people's eyes. The horror genre is thriving. It's not just the superhero genre. The horror films might not be making billions upon billions of dollars, but they're the breakout hits that we're not expecting. The horror genre is as strong as ever. You also have the It movies. Think about all the horror that's doing well. I mean, even the ones that aren't doing great, like Doctor Sleep, are doing better than some of these other movies that used to thrive. The horror genre is as strong as ever. Also, you're just getting so many great performances from actresses. I mean, Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place, Tony Colette and Hereditary, Lupita Nyong'o in Us, and now Elizabeth Moss in The Invisible Man. It's going to attract more actresses and more movie stars to join the horror genre. More and more movie stars are going to want to be a part of the horror genre just as much as they want to be part of the MCU. That's why I expect the horror genre to get to the next level. Well, I don't think The Invisible Man is a perfect film. I think it's a perfectly adequate blockbuster, and it gets an all-time great Elizabeth Moss performance. Again, I think this will be the performance that makes her a household movie star. It will probably be the one that gets her an Oscar nomination again. While I think Shirley should get her that nomination, I think more people will see The Invisible Man. And, oh, by the way, I think The Invisible Man will probably end up being the best horror film of two. 
2020. I definitely recommend you check out The Invisible Man. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie The Devil All the Time. Here's a quick synopsis. Arvin Russell is a young man who lives in a small town in West Virginia and has a lot of tragedy in his life, mostly brought on by his family's blind faith in religion. Listen, I didn't know what to expect from this film. I just saw a big list of movie stars that were in it, and I gave this movie a chance. I saw the names Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, Sebastian Stan, and I gave this movie a chance, and it turned out to be what I find to be the most surprising hit of 2020. I think this film is absolutely brilliant. I loved every minute of it. I don't think it's a movie for everyone, but I got the gist of what this movie was trying to be, and that starts off with these performances and that has to start with Tom Holland who's basically the lead of the film he plays Arvin Russell and this year he is proving he can be a movie star outside of Spider-Man of course he was in the Pixar film Onward with Chris Pratt but really this is his first lead role where he's not playing Spider-Man in a live action film and I think he's terrific in the film he has a great southern accent of course he has the upcoming film Cherry which will be directed by the Russo brothers I think this guy is going to end up being a real deal actor. And while watching this movie, this movie really is about a father and son. And I think about the other films I've seen Tom Holland in. Onward is, of course, about fathers and sons. And then you have the movie The Lost City of Z, where Tom Holland's character is willing to go to the jungle to find a lost city with his father, played by Charlie Hunnam. It's a weird coincidence that most of the films Tom Holland is in happen to be about fathers and sons. I think that's a weird commonality within Tom Holland's early filmography. I bet most of that has to do with the fact that he's a young person, so he has to co-star along famous guys who play his dad. But still, it's an interesting connection between his films. I think he's one of those actors who can thrive off of his charm, and he doesn't do that in this performance. It's a different kind of performance from Tom Holland, and I'm here for it again. I think this guy is going to be a mainstay in movies outside of the Spider-Man universe. I was also thinking about this. He's like the only guy who played Spider-Man who's making other movies outside of that. Like, Andrew Garfield wasn't making many movies outside of Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire wasn't making a lot of films outside of being Spider-Man. Tom Holland is doing something smart. He is both being Spider-Man and making meaningful films at the same time. I think it's important for him to do both things. I think Andrew Garfield became a great actor after Spider-Man. Of course, he had already been in the social network, but he started to do more meaningful films after his departure from being Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland is doing both things at the same time and I think that's the best thing Tom Holland can do because again, he'll probably want to be Spider-Man while also really wanting to be a legitimate actor. Now, I've talked about this guy a lot, but there's one thing about Robert Pattinson I have to say right now. No actor does better accents in movies than Robert Pattinson. He steals scenes in this film and the movie The King where he does great accents, and he does great accents in the movie The Lighthouse and Good Time. I mean, this guy just does an accent, and it's the most important thing to these movies. Like, I don't know what this movie would be without that accent. I think I would still like the movie, but Robert Pattinson made this one of the best movies 
movies of the year for me because of that accent. And he did the same thing for the king. He is uplifting movies by his silly fun accents at times. I'm sorry, I'm just here for the silly fun Robert Pattinson accents. And if you're not here for that, then I don't know why you're watching movies at all because it's just so fun to see him come in for a few scenes, do a silly accent, and totally steal a movie. I'm here for it in 2020. There's one performance in this movie that blew me away, and that was given by Bill Skarsgård. He plays the father of Tom Holland's character. He surprised me. I didn't think he was this good of an actor. He's terrific as Arvin's father. It's a truly great performance. Again, I know this guy who plays Pennywise from the It films, but this has me thinking that there's more to Bill Skarsgård as an actor, and I'm now excited to see him in more things. He is a really good actor. Of course, he comes from a great background as brother is Alexander Skarsgård. His father is Stellan Skarsgård, the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean in the Avengers films, and they've all been in these big movies, but this is the first smaller type movie I've seen Bill Skarsgård in, and I now believe he is a legitimate actor, because again, he carries the first half of the movie. I was like, wow, this guy is blowing me away. And then the rest of the cast of The Devil All the Time is like an all-star supporting cast that includes Sebastian Stan, who of course you know is the Winter Soldier in the Marvel Universe, Mia Wojcikowska, who I've done a podcast on, who's most known for playing Alice in Wonderland. Jason Clark, who you might know for movies like First Man and Chappaquiddick. You have Riley Keough, who's most known for her performance in Mad Max Fury Road. She also gives a terrific performance in the movie American Honey. You have Eliza Scanlon, who was in the movie Little Women, and you might know from the HBO miniseries Sharp Objects. You have Harry Melling, who's most known for playing Dudley Dursey in the Harry Potter franchise. And you have Haley Bennett, who gave a really good performance in the movie, Thank You for Your Service, which is a Miles Teller film that not enough people have seen. So again, that is an all-star cast, and out of those lists, the guy who really I liked the most in this movie was Sebastian Stan. I mean, this is a guy who doesn't get enough credit for being a really good actor. He gives one of the best supporting performances of his career in the movie I, Tonya. I don't think he got enough credit for that. This is a movie outside of the MCU that that he's really good and he gained a lot of weight for this performance. He plays a policeman. He's kind of a dirty cop. I really enjoyed his performance in this film, but it is crazy that an independent film like this has that kind of an all-star cast. Now I have to talk about the director of this film, Antonio Campos, who is a master filmmaker. I love his previous films, After School and Christine. After School is a great high school drama that stars Ezra Miller, Jeremy Allen White, and Addison Timlin. And Christine is an underrated drama that stars Rebecca Hall and has an all-time great Tracy Letts performance. It also has Michael C. Hall in the cast, J. Smith Cameron, Timothy Simmons. I mean, you have to see the movie Christine in After School if you haven't seen those movies. I mean, Antonio Campos, a lot of people will say his movies are too sad, like his films are full of dread. But I think within that dread, there are a lot of hopefulness within his movies. I mean, that's what's going to be the main critique about The Devil all the time. It's not a pleasure watch. You're not watching and thinking, wow, I wish I was in that experience. Wow, all these people are having a great time. No, there's a lot of actors giving a lot of great performances, but why I think this movie is worth all of you to go see and watch on Netflix is because of the message of the film. I'm sorry, I'm just on board with what the message of this film is, that blind faith in religion is a very dangerous thing. The main character of this film, Arvin Russell's life, has been a 
affected in so many ways by the fact that his family has blind faith in religion. This movie is not saying you shouldn't believe in religion. I don't think it's being all preachy, but I think it's saying that you can somewhat believe in something so blindly that you yourself start to get dangerous. Like Arvin's father, played by Bill Skarsgård, becomes dangerous because in the fact that he believes he can pray and his wife will become healthy again and won't die. And he puts all that pressure also on his son. Like, I think people with blind faith become dangerous is the message of the movie. And I think that's an important message to put out there. It's okay to believe in these type of things. It's okay to believe in religion. But when you have blind faith in something so strongly that you yourself become a dangerous human being to other people is when it becomes not okay anymore. Another example in this film is when Eliza Scanlon's character begins to fall for Robert Pattinson's character because she believes that they have the same belief system because of organized religion. He doesn't believe anything that she does. She thinks that she knows Robert Pattinson's character because of their ideals, but they don't share those ideals. He just goes to church every day, so she thinks he's a certain kind of person that he isn't. And then with Harry Melling's character, again, he just has blind faith in something that he does something so terribly wrong, I'm not going to give it away, that he thinks it can be reversed by him praying. I just think that this movie's message that blind faith isn't okay is the right kind of messaging. Another thing about this movie, it's just so impressive how all the plots and the characters of this movie feel connected. That's what makes it special. Every actor feels like they are in the same movie. Robert Pattinson feels like he's in the same movie with Tom Holland. Jason Clark and Mia Wojcikowska feel like they're in the same movie. I think when you have so many big name actors, one of them is going to give a performance that makes it feel like they're in a different kind of a movie and that never happens with the devil all the time. That's why I think it's one of the best films of the year. All the performances feel like they are in the exact same movie and this movie is giving the exact same message throughout every plot of this movie. It all feels connected like a movie is supposed to be. Now I gotta talk about the best scene of this movie. The best scene is between Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. It's one of the best scenes of the year so far. Pattinson playing a villainous character to upcoming young movie stars is just super effective. I mean, just watch The King, where the scenes between Robert Pattinson and Timothy Chalamet are the best thing in that movie also. I mean, when Tom Holland is up against these young upcoming movie stars like Chalamet, and now with Tom Holland, he just brings it to another level, and he gets something really good out of them too. I mean, it is mostly Robert Pattinson stealing the show, but Timothy Chalamet was also really good in his scenes with Robert Pattinson and he doesn't get credit for that. And Tom Holland really steps up his game in his scene between Robert Pattinson. I mean, I'm sorry, more movies should use this tactic. Put Robert Pattinson alongside another young upcoming movie star and you're going to get really interesting things from both of them. It's happened twice now in The Devil All the Time and The King. I mean, this movie kind of proves to me that you can still make interesting, entertaining films about real people and about real things. I mean, most of these actors are now starring in big blockbusters. I mean, Tom Holland with Spider-Man, Robert Pattinson's going to be in Batman. He's in Tenet right now. You can still make movies with these people. Sebastian Stan is in this movie. It doesn't matter that they're not playing superheroes. If the plot is interesting with, oh, by the way, there's such an interesting plot in The Devil all the time. There's so many characters that are connected. It feels like a real 
mystery noir, this dark movie about the darkness of religion. I'm sorry. I'm just here for it. It doesn't always need to be an action-packed movie. You can have something really interesting here. And again, there is some weird violence to this movie. I guess what I'm trying to say is this movie feels just as gigantic in scope as any film that Marvel could make or any film that the DCU can make. And it's about real people dealing with real issues that everyday people deal with on a regular basis. And there's something comforting to that. I mean, this is like a dark film. This is like a darker film that the Coen brothers would make. There's something to that. There's so many storylines. Every single actor in this movie gets time to shine. I definitely recommend you check out The Devil All the Time. Great performances by Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, and Bill Skarsgård. And Antonio Campos is one of the best filmmakers working today. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on the movies, The Invisible Man and The Devil All the Time. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the movies, Radioactive, starring Rosamund Pike, and the movie Enola Holmes, starring Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>